welcome to Spiritist Conversations, a show where we sit down with friends and talk about things through a spiritist lens in an unscripted, unplugged, and informal way. I'm your host, Dennis Sisi. This is episode 17, Why Should We Change? And it was recorded live at the 13th U.S. Spiritist Symposium in New Jersey on May 4th, 2019. Because it was recorded before a large live audience, audio can sometimes be tricky, but we hope that you're going to stick this one out with us. It is available on YouTube as a video or as an audio podcast, whatever you get your podcast from. There's something else you should know. On this episode, you're not going to find our friends Susanna Simoens and Flavio Zanetti because they spoke earlier at the event, and you can find their talks on the United States Spiritist Federation YouTube channel if you want to check them out, which you should. For this one, instead, we called upon some other friends to help us out. We're going to be joined by Heather Bolek Fonseca from Florida, David Cohen from Montana, Jenna Machado also from Florida, and Leah Govea from Maryland. We hope you like it, and we hope you join the conversation as well online through our Facebook page. Here it is. Why Should We Change? Episode 17. Heather has been a student of Spiritism for many years. She's the co-creator of the ExploreSpiritism.com website and Facebook page, which provides a comprehensive overview of Spiritism, including where it came from, what it teaches, and how it's practiced. She's also the author of the book, Changing Lives with Spiritism, which I think we might have out there, and a blogger, explorespiritism.blogspot.com. So, and may I ask you to hold your applause until everybody's in, so that we can kind of go quicker? Great. Our second guest is David. David Cohen was born in New York. Uh, he lives in Montana, where he co-founded the Spiritist Group of Montana with his wife. Not long after finding a copy of the book, Nosula, in the small town where they live, they became spiritists. Today, he co-directs the Spiritist Center and helps with the dissemination of spiritism in the state. David, everyone. We also have Leah Govea. He's an active member of the Spirit Society of North Beach in Maryland since 2009. I was not even born yet, people. And has been serving as a program director, communications director, as well as vice president of the society. She coordinates the spiritist studies, practices, participates in the spiritual treatments and the mediumistic practice as well. Leah Govea. And last but definitely not least, least we have Jaina Machado. She was born in Blumenau, Brazil. Moved to the U.S. in 2002. Again, I was still a twinkle in my mother's eyes. And has been a member of the Spirit Society Seeds of Light in Fort Myers, Florida since 2007. She became a board member of the Spirits Federation of Florida in 2016. And since 2018, is one of the team members of the Children and Youth Department of the Federation. She's an active worker in the dissemination of spiritism in Portuguese, English, and Spanish. And... Here is Jenna. And just in case you can't tell who they are, we have a cheat sheet for you. <laughs> so make sure that you go afterwards, say hello, and get to know these people. All right? All right. So here we go. Why should we change? We need to turn our microphones on. Just flip that switch. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we appreciate uh, you guys being uh, 
put on the spot and agreeing to do this. Uh, we did not talk beforehand. It's really a free-for-all, to be honest with you. It's really meant to be a conversation. So the question is, we've heard all these wonderful things this morning. We heard Julia talking about creationism and um, you know, the whole idea of intelligence design as well as evolution. We heard Flavio talk about um, predetermination versus free will. Uh, you know, Marcia talked about wonderful things in general uh, that we can help us better understand our stance here on this earth, some beautiful personal stories. We also had Susanna talking about the power of thought and how they can change us. So we, we had some tools that were given to us on how we can change, but the question is, Let's level here a little bit, people. Why should we change? Why should we do any of this stuff? Who wants to be the first one? I think everybody's looking for happiness, right? And uh, like we learned this morning here, it's a matter of survival. If we do not adapt, if we do not change, we will not survive. As our planet is changing, we have to change as well. I think it's everybody here uh, agrees that we have to change. The question is, how can we change? Anyone? But do we, <laughs> but do we really have to change? Yes. I what if I don't want to change, Leah? You do have free will. So you'll be always invited, you know, through love or through pain. Through pain, okay. Because, you know, a lot of people say, change, we need to change, we need to change. But what if I just want all of you to change? Right, because you all are the problem. I'm fine. I'm fine, right? If you guys change, the world's going to be a better place, no? They really think. I think it's an illusion that we don't change. I think every day we change to some degree. Um, perhaps today we will come here. At the end of the day, be filled with hope for something completely different. So even the span, in the span of a short time, I believe we can and do change. And it's an illusion to think that we're ever still. We're always moving towards something, in my, in my perception. Great. I think that um, I think that we do change a lot, but I think that sometimes there are it can be extended periods of time that we feel resistant to change, and we just keep doing the same things the same way, and. Sometimes it takes something to kind of shake, shake us up a little bit to make a significant change. Um, probably all of you have had something in your life that marks the before and after. So there are like a little gradual changes. So when you look back 10 or 20 years, well, those of us who've lived long enough for that. <laughs> when you look back, you seem like, wow, I'm, I'm not Um, sometimes it's on your own, you find an interest in something, and thing like leads to another, and you start following a different path. Um, but I think collectively we change too, so those little gradual changes we're kind of like undergoing together, like our topic today. Self-awakening, um, I think we're in a collective awakening too because I, I see so much happening in the world. Um, yes, we are really in danger you know, with the climate um, and it, political situations in different places. And there's a lot of cruelty, but there's a lot of really great things going on and minds opening up. I mean, I, I see all the time, in spite of all of the 
horrific commentary that always ends up somehow on social media. Um, I see people like with ideas that I don't think we would have been having these conversations even like five years ago. So I think there's like those gradual changes, but then sometimes there's a big change. So I would ask you guys, you don't have to say what it is, but don't you feel like there are things in your life that you say, I'm not the same person as I was before that event? Like, I'm question really quick because I really like what you said. Yeah. Um, and I think it's worth remembering and reminding people that never in the history of humanity have we had so many people doing so many wonderful things for other people. Never have we had so many nonprofits, so many people donating money to the worthy causes, right? So we don't see all that sometimes, but that's change, right? But let's go back to your question about changing the personal lives. Does anybody want to chime in? I like what, what you mentioned about the collective because as you change, you are an example to others, right? So I think we all have the power to impact each other's lives positively or negatively. It's up to us, you know, which path we want to take, right? You know, every day, I guess, we encounter, uh, when we wake up, we encounter different problems depending on whether it's financially healthy problems uh, with the family, co-workers, but there is one thing, every single day we have new opportunities that are uh, coming to us to overcome that uh, difficult situation. Spiritism teaches us to stop at the moment and you know, really uh, quiet our minds. And then a lot of times the answer will come. The problem is, do we want to follow and do what our company is we want to pay the price. Uh, sometimes we look and say, well, you know, I'm spiritist, I can wait for the next life. But we know that right now, it's the moment. So why wait? And that's the whole purpose of today. It's why wait another incarnation when we have today. The spirit Toronto Jangela tells us, pay the price. Pay the price of change. Right? Put your mm -hmm. discipline, put your effort in, and so forth. But I want to go back to a topic that you first raised, and I think you just corroborated. I want to get some clarity on that. Heather, you said that, you know, little gradual change makes big change, right? Mm -hmm. So do you believe that there is a big change that happens all of a sudden, or is it like the culmination of a lot of little changes that kind of gather up, right? Because sometimes people feel like there's so much big change that they need to do, they don't know where to start, mm -hmm. right? I need to be a better person. Oh, my goodness, how do I do that? That's kind of a, a strong thing. But if I start by small acts, then they compound and eventually I get there, right? Yeah, and you know what else happens with this? Like, you start with a small X, and then, like, related to the topic that we had today about the thoughts, the thought forms that we're creating, that magnetism, um, you attract uh, others of a, you know, similar vibration, that kind of energy, that kind of interest, whatever it is. And that's where, like, okay, you started with one small thing, but now you met this person and that person, and they're interested in that too. You get involved with it, and then you build something bigger. And so, I mean, but what I was trying to say, Dan, is like, there are the little changes, and then every once in a while, there's those big changes that come up. Sometimes those big those big things are necessary when we're in too much of a prolonged period of resistance. Like you said, we have to change. Well, I mean, you, you can just resist and not, not be willing to change, but um, something's going to come along and push you because that's where we're all going, I think. So, so yeah. Changes. I'm going to put David on the spot here. Um, because 
he volunteered that and his bio, and he can't say no because he's in front of people. Um, so one wonderful thing that we learned about David today was that he came in contact with Spiritism through a small act of happenstance. He came in contact with a book, right? And then that had some, some big effects, is that right? You don't need to tell the whole story, but is, is that how he went? The truth is my wife found the book, and at first I was like, what's this book? You know, why are you reading it so much every night? But once I invested in reading a few pages, that change happened quick. My willingness to invest more of my precious time in this study went way up. And so did my willingness. It kept going. And what was that book? David? No Solar. <laughs> there you go. I'll good one. <laughs> That's a good one. I keep going. If you want to, you want to get excited. excited. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> go for it. So this, the flow of this event. Want a second mic? I've <laughs> never done that before. Um, first time for everything. But the flow of today has been so impactful on myself and everyone I've talked to that each speaker, the concepts flow into the next and fill our hearts and our minds and, and we feel this energy moving. And so I want to draw off something that's been stirring in me since Susanna spoke about the power of our thoughts. And for me, upon opening myself to spiritism, I learned that I could no longer hide in this realm where I believed my thoughts were only for me. That this was my private little lair, that I could go do whatever I want, and I did, um, without any consequence or effect on anyone else. Spiritism showed me that was completely 100% false, that every single one of my thoughts affects far more than I'm even currently aware of. And through different exchanges, not only with my wife, who's aware of maybe all of my thoughts, um, but other people, there's, I'll share a personal moment. I was in a, a meeting talking to someone, and during the previous weeks I'd been struggling with some pain in my mouth. And the person I was speaking to, um, I'd never spoken to about this pain in my mouth. And this was a deeply suffering man um, sharing about his experience. And here I am, you know, working on being the fraternally good person. And he said, why should I listen to you? A little thing happens in your mouth and your whole mind is occupied with this. And it was a big shock that let me know, okay, I cannot hide anymore. And so spiritism gave me that blessing. It hurt in the moment, but I believe it hurt all those around me more, pretending I'm listening, where meanwhile I'm, you know, poking out my tooth. And so it showed me that this is for real. You know, this isn't just some, you know, charade we do, but every thought we think, every thought we choose to think because it is a choose and we can change our mind. And so this all came together for me more so today after hearing everyone and feeling everyone. So what a blessing to be participating in this study and this teaching which teaches us how to change. You nailed it. I think Spiritism is about change. The end goal is change. Right? So I want to do a Spirits book geek out moment where um, I bring question 132, which is one of my favorite questions in the Spirit's book, and it talks about basically what's the purpose and the meaning of life, right? It's basically what they're asking for. And they said two parts, right? Uh, the first part's like to evolve, to grow, and all the things that make sense to us. I think that once you hit the spiritual path, you kind of feel like, oh, I need to grow, I need to be better, right? But what really got me when I read it for the first time, and still today, was the second part. And it goes back and it says, you know, there's like a follow-up, and you also have to play your part in the creation, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a responsibility, not just with ourselves, 
but with others. And that was like a, you know, a slap on my face. And because here you are, here I am thinking about, oh, I need to be a better person. I'm going to work on this. Forgetting a small parcel of the universe, right? Which everything else other than me, right? Which is pretty big. So I love that you brought, they bring that up. And I think you've also brought that one up before, right? We don't change just for ourselves. Um, we change for and with others. Because ultimately, if we want to change the world, you got to do that, right? Gandhi tells us, be the change we want to see. So, what are the consequences of not changing? We'll be forced. You know, life will come at us and, you know, make us move. So, the question is, why not do it on our own pace, but always <coughs> moving forward and not sticking, you know, our on the floor and say, no, I don't want to change. Um, I guess if we look the role of, you know, being uh, helpers of the creation, uh, we could start with small actions uh, when we go to work, when we drive, uh, you know, especially at our home, we begin in the house, uh, being kind to other people. And then, because once we treat people with respect, they respect us back. And the most important, we have to have self-love and look at us. It's you know, I think, why am I doing this to myself? Because at the end of the day, we're doing this to ourselves. If we if we don't change for the better, we're waiting for something to come and say, now it's time, go. Like coming out of this, you know, like it's your time. You have to come, whether you want or not. Or I would have tracked you out. <laughs> <laughs> Through love or through pain. Yeah, exactly. All right, so so change. I think that we're getting to a point where we understand a little bit um, why should we change. And I think we raised the question before of how do we do it, right? Because one of the things we're going to find in spiritism and many different things is we're going to talk about the idea of change, but we're not necessarily going to give people very precise methods of how to do it because every person is different. So every person has a different approach to things. That's why we don't find spiritism something like, you know, in the morning, uh, open your mouth three times, jump on the left foot, turn twice, you know, look up, and you're going to be a good person, right? There's no formulaic things because it's up to us to find out because we come from different backgrounds, different experiences. So there's a respect for each other's ability to decide how they're going to change. Is there a way or a method or a thing that helps you change? Like, what is your your technique or how, how often do you think about change? Like what, what helps you change? I guess the question is. The discomfort. <laughs> you are pushed to, to change. Either you change or you change. I think you reach a point that you are tired of yourself and you just want to move on. You want to look for the happiness promised to the pure spirits. You want to get there. Leah, are you telling me that pain is one of the best things that can happen to us? I think so. From a spiritual perspective. Yeah, like we were talking about free will, we are always invited through love, but we always prefer to go through pain, right? Because <laughs> we, we, we are stubborn. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, well, I'm talking about myself. Just kidding, just kidding. How about you? How'd you do it? I, I agree entirely with Leah. And when Julio spoke earlier of learning through love or pain, uh, I was a smoker. So that's how I learned, unfortunately. I wish I could have listened to all the wisdom that comes to me, but maybe I can start that right now. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. 
Yeah. How about you, Heather? Uh, well, aside from those moments where you find yourself in a, in a rut and facing difficulties in life that you, you really have to change because the pain is, is too hard, I think there's another aspect, something that often I think drives me to change is like passion. When I find passion about something, one big thing was with spiritism. I never was a person to be involved in things like speaking and um, putting myself out there. But I found something that I was so passionate about that I just, I love to to help people and their journey with, and not just help like because I have all the answers, but like go with them, right? And we learn together and showing them at least because of the way I benefit, maybe they can benefit too, like in the same way. And maybe I see something in a way that that they don't, and vice versa. Um, um, environmental concerns, for example, always uh, I grew up kind of having that kind of um, mindset of taking care of the environment. I had I did a degree in my undergree about that, and now I see like so much going on, and I. Felt, and this is a, a this was a situation of like gradual change. So, um, just trying to reduce our footprint, our impact, but more and more lately, like and because of just trying to do that purposefully, then you start realizing the beauty of simplicity, the beauty of um, kind of minimalism or things like that. And I I wasn't looking for that, but it made me it made me really then from there I went to like a next step of just focusing on the simple things in life and combining that with my reflections and spiritism, like the idea of gratitude, like we heard today, you know, not focusing on what you don't have, but focusing on what you do have. And um, so those are like little things. Um, passion about the people I love. So um, sometimes going through change is driven by not even you know your own struggles, but someone that you are um, that you care about that's struggling, and so you find ways to to try to help them and do things better or do things differently, right? Um, so yeah. oh, it's like a good. Do you see how that worked? That was that was great. I just blinked to her and she picked up the mic. It's like magic. <laughs> Thank you, Jana. You're welcome. Uh, yes. Well, I was, you know, when you asked, you know, what forces you to change, uh, the first thing that came to my mind was my husband. And then I thought, well, Leah was talking, and then I was like, um, no. And then I remembered about what Susanna said, so don't judge the thought. Uh, so, and then I'm thinking, yes, my husband is the person that really pushes me uh, to be the greatest person I can. Uh, he is the one who sees all my flaws and not always, uh, I would say, you know, maybe a lot of time I take for granted. Uh, but yes, he is one person that shows me. And having spiritism, then it makes it a little more difficult in a way that now I know what I have to do. Because I can't say I don't. When you don't know, you have the excuse, I don't know about it. But knowing spiritism, I know uh, what's best, what I should be doing. And uh, coming you know, to this uh, symposium was actually, the, the, this whole week was a preparation. Now I see the ending, which is you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. 
And uh, there was a day this week that I, you know, I woke up and I was so miserable and then I thought I have to work all day. How am I going to do this? You know, I have to work. I have to, uh, uh, to go to the spiritist center later. I have to cook. I have to do laundry. And so I have in my closet, I bought it at Dollar Store, you know, a few years ago, uh, like a prayer thing. This program not sponsored by the Dollar Store. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they didn't say the name of the store, right? Uh, so, uh, and then I was, you know, getting ready to go to work, and then I thought, you know, through prayer, that's the point I want to make, you know, through prayer, we can really um, go back on the pathway, on the right pathway. So I was making a prayer, and then when I walk in my closet, I see a prayer that I have in my closet that I simply ignore every single day. It's there. And then, um, you know, it's the prayer of the serenity which says, you know, God grant me serenity to accept the, th the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to, do, to know the difference. So that's why I'm here today, because through that prayer, I was able to, each problem that came for those three days, which not long, it's not long, but it's a lot, and I'm here. So through prayer, I would say, uh, tuning in with our guardian angel, um, they can help us. If we don't know how to get back in track, Pray, ask, they will come. That is wonderful advice. Um, you know, you're talking, I was reminded of uh, the great philosopher, the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and he has a great sentence that says, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you don't know what you want to do, then you can do anything because what's the matter? You don't know where you're going. Right? Uh, it's funny, but it's serious at the same time. It's pretty profound and deep. And I love what you said because... Prayer lets us recalibrate and breathe, right? When we don't know what to do, we may ask for inspiration and wisdom. And that's a heck of a tool, right? Uh, sometimes all we need to, to know is what we don't want to do too, right? Sometimes we don't know what we want to do, but I know that I don't want to do that. And that's the start right, as well, right? But let's also talk about something that I think is there and sometimes we don't touch upon it, but um, why is it so hard to change? Why is it so scary? for us to change. Because David said something that I think is pretty powerful, right? We change every single day and we don't realize it, right? Even from a physical perspective, our cells change every single day. In a period of a month, we do not have the same body that we did before, right? Our body changes every single day, different cells and different everything. So we're changing, but we're the same. But so why is it that it's so hard for us to do new things? What holds us back? I, I can comment. There can be different things that hold us back. Um, one thing is like you're comfortable, right? You're even though you may not. I think someone said this today. Like even though you may not like the situation, it's what you know. Like you feel comfortable, and then you to change. You have to start doing things differently. You have to. Um, sometimes, if it's a dramatic or drastic enough change. You um, you have in your mind, you want to do something, but in the moment when you need to take a different course of action or a different behavior or different way of, of thinking, it's like the emotions and those like, you know, our passions or, you know, our feelings, they start to like rise and um, they, they kind of like give us some resistance. Uh, another thing that comes to mind about changing is like, 
not only are you comfortable, but the people around you are comfortable because they know who you are, the way you are. And if you start doing something differently, all of a sudden you're going to get a lot of questions. Then you have to start explaining why you, all of a sudden you're doing this and you weren't. Or if you're, God forbid, doing something that's different from what the crowd is doing. Um, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, you have to explain yourself all the time. And uh, those people along the way. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, I mean, start acting differently. People are like, what are you doing? I don't want to be friends with you anymore. It's tough. Yeah, or people sometimes other people aren't comfortable with you changing, especially like they see you changing in a way that some level they know that that's a good thing, but like they're not doing it, so they just want you to kind of like keep the status quo collectively, you know. So those are some thoughts that come. That's very hard. What do you guys think? You mentioned something very important because you can't lose people in the way, yeah, it's true. And I think this is very hard because you don't want to lose your dear friends, loved ones, but maybe now you will want to follow a different path. And many times they do not understand. And I think many people start doing the same things because of the emotional connections. They do not want to let go, you know, these cool friends they have or but these things that they used to enjoy, now they, they don't enjoy anymore. Um, and I think it's it's really hard to change because you need to have a strong will. You have to take a decision. I want to follow a new path now. I want to get rid of uh, all the habits. But it requires discipline. It requires self-control. It requires to face your fears. And the unknown. You know, I think a lot of times it's it's fear of the unknown. If we're gonna do something differently, we're gonna have to encounter situations or like I don't I don't I don't know about this. I don't know where this is gonna take me, where it's gonna lead. So and if you if we want different results, we have to do different things than what we're doing. Right? Because if we just do the things we always do and expect different results, that's the de definition of madness. Right? You you can't expect things to change if you keep doing the same stuff, right? Um, but that journey is really hard because oftentimes we have to choose between losing others and losing ourselves. Right? Do you sacrifice your desire, your 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 desire to change because you know deep inside you must or you want to, because other people are holding you back, or do you go ahead and risk uh, temporarily losing those people who are around you who may not agree or understand why you're changing? These are tough questions. They're age-old questions. And I like the fear piece that you talked about, right? Let's call it out on the rug really quick. We're all afraid. Yeah. We're all insecure, right? And we all need acceptance and love from others. It's just different degrees for different things. And so we feel sometimes that if we change, maybe those people are not going to like me anymore. And then if they don't like me, maybe I'm not a good person. It's not a logical thought process. It's an emotional one, but it's true. Yeah. We all go through that, right? Yeah, or just like you don't want to feel abandoned, right? Yeah. You, who like who well, likes being alone forever? Raise your hand, <laughs> right? Like we are gregarious people by nature, right? Yeah. We want each other's love. We need that because we haven't found that in mm -hmm. ourselves. And sometimes it's not even that you feel like people will abandon you, but you want them to ex still just accept you for who you are. You don't even if they still mm -hmm. love you, still want them. The 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 fact that, oh, they don't like that you're doing this or that. I don't know. Yeah. It's, just, it's just one aspect of change, yeah. too. Um, but I think that um, another thing that had come to my mind as I was thinking about change is, like, we talk, we've been talking a little bit more about it 
in a response to pain or something, but I would ask you guys if you have the same feeling, but what spiritism brings to me a lot is more like change for, um, it's not a response to the negative, but more like a draw to the positive because through the books, just knowing that you can live again, you know, and that living again doesn't mean necessarily, oh, because the next time I don't have to go through this or what. It's just like there's so much to experience in life. Life can be so much more, and you don't have to try to have all the experiences now or just because you don't have one thing. That's not it for you. You know, you can live everywhere. You can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. You're you're the unknown. You're like, oh my God, this is actually a beautiful thing. Yeah. You're like, it's a beautiful place. You just want to be part of that. You read about things that the, you know, our spiritual mentors are doing. I mean, even if it's, you read some books where they describe, um, like in Leon Denis' books, like the, the higher worlds. And they sound amazing, but some of that is just, like still so distant but I think more like I read the books um and I see all the the work that those spirit mentors do I just like admiration and I think it's I want to be like them I want to be doing all those cool things and well I'm not there yet (laughs) so you have to put forth the effort um and once you do it's like you start getting that feedback, like you were saying, right? It feels good. And so you just want, you all of a sudden, it becomes like, um, you know, a feedback mechanism. God is so great that it feels good to do good. Yeah. Right? So it's like a reinforcement thing. Um, so there's lots to change. There's lots of different things that we can think about change. Um, we talked a little bit about why should we change. Of course, there's different perspectives. And it's okay for us to think differently. It's okay for you to disagree. But ultimately, it's important that you find your own way of changing if you want to change. It's up to you. We don't need me. If you want to drag your feet, that's fine. We respect that. But eventually, it might behoove you to, to change, right? So thinking about change and knowing that we're coming up on our time here, um, I'm going to ask you to just summarize a little bit your, your parting thoughts of, on change and uh, leave us with an inspiration message or perhaps just tell us what you think is most important or something that we didn't cover. Um, and let's start with you over there, John. Uh, as you were talking, uh, something came to my mind. Uh, what is the name the, of the book, uh, Libertação in English? Liberation. Liberation. Uh, I was thinking, you know, uh, 20 seconds or less, John. Love. Love is the thing that will move us. Uh, no matter how bad you think you are, no matter how bad things you have done in the past, love can change. Um, love, when somebody looks you in the eye and looks, the spirit that will be one day, not right now, because we're not the end, we're living an experience. So when you have a spirit, a person, maybe, uh, you know, an elderly lady at the store that gives you a look and that waves the top, the log. Leah, 20 seconds, final thoughts. No, no pressure. <laughs> of course, uh, not, but I think more about uh, self-compassion and uh, self-forgiveness. I think we have to recognize we have a past of mistakes, but we have to let it go, any guilt feelings, and look ahead and say, okay, if I was wrong up to now, now I have in my own hands 
I can take this responsibility and change my life and create a better future for me and for others around me. Thank so you. I think it's a hope. Thank you. David. I'm very happy in this moment because just sitting here and listening to my new friends and our conversation, I recognize that I too want to change from love, not just from negativity. Hearing you talk of your husband, hearing you talk of people you love, I've found in myself behaviors and thoughts I'm willing and have changed for those around me and all of you around me and all of you around me. So I'm, this is good. Heather brings us home. I just, I just want to wrap that same thought up and just you know, go for it, you know, to go toward that change that you're looking for. Use the positive drive. Don't push away, like feel pulled. Go ahead. Awesome. There you go, people. Change at your own pace. Don't wait. Make it happen. It will make you happier. Remember, this is a conversation starter. This is not the final word. It's up to you to take this conversation on. Pick it up with your friends, with your foes with whoever you are and make that happen right uh, so thank you very much thanks all your guests for all our guests who are here